Peches Peah, Perches Mishneches, it's 8-8. This mission defines who is eligible to take the various gifts to the poor. The mission says, If someone has 200 Zuz, 200 Zuz, a Zuz is the same as a Dinar, so that's 200 Dinarim, um, which is the amount that Chazal estimated was the amount of money a person needed to provide for himself for a year, for his basic food, clothing, um, and shelter, etc. So, if a person has enough money to support himself for a year, matayim zuz, 200 zuz, lo yita leket, shecha, upea, umaisrani. He's not permitted to take leket, shecha, pea, or maisrani gifts. He is simply not eligible and he would be sort of stealing from the poor people if he took it. And to understand the Mishnah properly, you have to just understand that in an agricultural society, which is what was going on in the time of the Mishnah, and in truth, really all of human history up until about 150 years ago or so. So if you worked as a farmer or worked in the land, so you essentially had one payday a year when the harvest was available to take in. And therefore, if you didn't have enough money to buy food or enough food to provide yourself for the rest of the season, um, then you wouldn't necessarily know how you feed yourself. So when these gifts are being given, for example, leket, shech, they're basically one day a year, so to speak, um, when that leket is available, if you go to the field or the shech or the peya is available. So if you don't know how you're going to survive the rest of this year until next year's harvest, so then you're eligible to go and collect those gifts to the poor. If you do have enough financial resources to provide for yourself for the rest of the year, then you're not eligible. So that's the principle of Mishnah over here. The Mishnah continues in saying, dinar. If you had 200 zuz or 200 dinar less one, in other words, you have 199 zuz, 199 dinar, um, then you're eligible, and therefore, afilu elef nos achas, even a thousand people, one person with a thousand zuz, could give you all at once, and you're eligible to receive that gift, because at the time of receiving, you had less than the threshold of 200 zuz, and therefore you're eligible to take gifts to the poor. Hareza yito, you're allowed to take it. Again, of course, that assumes that you're given it all at once. If a person would be first given one zuz, bringing past the threshold, he's not eligible for anything more than that. Now, the mission is going to define how one calculates this sort of liquid net worth. If a person had, let's say, 200 zuz in his bank account, but some of that money was already um, held as it was, you know, encumbered with a lien. Um, it was collateralizing some other loan, and therefore the money really was on call to someone else. So then it doesn't count towards one's liquid net worth, and uh, it's deducted and might bring below the threshold. And similarly, olaksubas um, ishto. If a person has a ksuba for his wife, even if the marriage is going just fine, but since he has to set aside at all times and have enough money to pay his ksuba to his wife, let's call that 200 zuz. So if a person had, let's say, 399 zuz in his bank account, but 200 are set aside uh, to fulfill his wife's demand of ksuba in the event that uh, it should be that she's eligible to claim on that. So then since he has 399 minus the 200 that's encumbered by the ksuba, he only has a net 199 in liquid net worth, and therefore he is eligible to take uh, various gifts to the poor. Hareze yito. Furthermore, we don't require him to sell his house or his um, living utensils. That is to say, 
um, we're talking about liquid net worth, and we don't force a person to liquidate his assets um, that he uses on a regular basis for the basic daily living, including Shabbos and Yom Tov, etc., um, to bring himself up to the threshold. So that is to say, a person, let's say, has only 199 dinar in the bank account, um, but he owns a house. He's still eligible to take pay like a chicha and Maestro Ani because we don't force him to sell his home in order to have enough money to provide for his immediate needs. Same goes if he has, you know, I don't know what, silverware, dishes, and so on, a bed, all that kind of business. He doesn't need to sell those things. Of course, if he has assets besides for those which are needed for his basic day of living, like he has a, a second home, a holiday home, that home would need to be sold first before he's eligible to take. I mean, even that, what we're talking about here, we're talking about if a person is taking by himself and he's going to the field to collect like it, um, or he's receiving from a private person, a private person wants to give him my Ani, that private person is allowed to do so, even if this recipient has only 199 dinar, but he owns a home. For example, um, such a person, however, is not eligible to take from the public kupa, the kupa shaltstaka. So if a person who has assets that could be sold um, may not have recourse to public charitable, charitable funds. Instead, he must first you know, um, you know, sell sell his home so that he can not live off the off the public. So he's ineligible to take public funds, but yes, eligible for private funds.